Welcome to the Love Sport Podcast. This is Paul, your host. Tonight, John and I are going to discuss our favourite sporting TV shows, our favourite sporting movies. No particular top fives or top tens or anything like that. We're just going to uh, take it as it goes. And uh, hopefully there's a fair few there that you already love and some you may discover as well. This is the Love Sport Podcast. Oh, and by the way, this movie might uh, even feature a little bit. Thanks for coming back for another podcast. You're there every week. I know how busy you are, mate. You've got a beautiful family. You look after kids in sport, as we all know. Mate, let's just have a general chat about our favourite, you know, sporting uh, TV shows and movies. And I don't want to do a top 10 list, mate. So let's just rock and roll. Um, Yeah. Right now, you and I, we we watch the 30 for 30s and the 30 for 30 shorts and all that. Um, they haven't captured my imagination right now at this stage. I, I think we've just, I've just watched them too, too often. Um, I know how much you love them, but I just can't watch them at the moment. No, nah, man, I've switched off ESPN on everything, mate. I, I'm not interested in anything they do anymore. Uh, I think that there's a, 
underlying message of complete negativity towards all kinds of thing that comes through them and I'm not interested. So how's that for an answer? That's an amazing answer, mate. You know how much uh, you and I have loved those, uh, you know, the shorts and the, and the 30 for 30 specials over the years. But, yeah, I've, got, I've just lost a little bit of interest in it. Um, I've kind of got... Well, I think, that, I think not... the ESPN's been stuck in trying to manufacture controversy with everything it does. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spend another um, hour of my life. See, I have a great in being too concerned all the time for people who get to the top of the tree. Now, some people don't make it. Yep. If you get to the top of the tree and you're crying, crying poor and sad, everyone's heard that story, and I'm not sure if I really care that much anymore. Maybe it's our age, bit of cynicism it's there, bad. mate. But I guess start. it is. Yeah. Maybe we better start again. I'll get cancelled, mate. <laughs> not at all, not at all. I'll tell you, um, you know, for a period of time, I was really... I think I've got stuck into that, you know, the hard knocks shows for years, but they became so formulatic as well that I've got yeah, kind boring. of gone off those. Yep, gone off those. And I've really enjoyed I'm really with American uh, or say USA style um, sports reporting and journalism. And yep. I see it here, I see it there, I see it in the UK, and, you know, this. Who was to blame for this loss and who are we blaming for that and who's the this and I just, you know, the goats and all that shit. I, honestly, I just think they're manufacturing something every time I turn around. Yep. Uh, and I really, not interested. Talk about hard knocks. Now, I've loved that show for years, as Same. you would know, me and you, right? Yep. When, I mean, I thought Sean McVeigh bored the tits off me. Um, I really felt before that that um, it had been a while since they'd had a great series. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I could put an argument up that Sean McVay and the Rams wasn't as engaging a series as Jeff Fisher and the Rams. And that's pretty scary. That is really scary. But I, I'd actually agree with you. hate agreeing with you, but I do. Okay. Mate, I've really, um, for me, we talked in other podcasts, but I'm really digging some of the um, non-traditional uh, formats like Netflix. You know, we've seen the Maradona in Mexico, Sunder Until I Die. Um, they've just produced so many shows like that. And they're starting to produce some, um, we're not paid by Netflix guys, by the way, we're just putting it out there. Um I've really enjoyed some of their kind of dramatic movies that have gone under the radar. And I know a couple of them mm. wouldn't, wouldn't be your um, kettle of fish, mate, but I just watched one called Amateur, which was a, about, a, you know, a, a teenage boy trying to navigate through his parents, um, the high school basketball system, getting into college and mm. all the in-betweens. And it was just a really refreshing take. It didn't have a lot yeah. of the cliches. Um, I watched High Flying Bird, another basketball one, but it was about the, um, once again, it wasn't so much about the player, but the system that they're in and how the system kind of holds them back, you know, no matter how talented they are. So I've really enjoyed those kind yeah. of different ones. Um, I think if I want to go back a little bit to, and, I, and your point's well made, the point being that, no, I didn't watch them. But, <laughs> uh, and, and, but I might because they sound interesting, right? Because I think if I actually circle back around to where we were at just before, on the point we're talking about, is like 
I don't feel I need to go underground and be embedded with another um, camera team at another team for another series of another anything. Yeah. I kind of think I've seen a lot of that. I, I'd rather see the drama from a different perspective. So, yeah, everyone, you know, losing it about the, the test series with, um, um, with the Australian team for yeah. cricket and, and stuff like that. Well, I don't know that I feel like that I don't need to see another summer of that. And I don't really think I need to know a team following into the NFL playoffs. Yeah. I don't know if I need to see them do roster cuts. And I don't need to be embedded anywhere with a bunch of people who know they're being watched and they're pulling all of their best material. And it was negotiated beforehand and everyone's getting a pretty good sum to be there. I, I, I think, you know, uh, pfft, the sum until I die was great because it was something different. And it's following them as they've dovetailed out of the league. It's very honest. But... I don't need to watch that at another club. Yep. Does that make sense? It totally I'm, makes I've, sense. I've, I've seen it. It's a bit like Prison Break. Remember that stupid show, Prison Break? Oh, yeah. It went uh, when, beyond one well, series was too much. Yeah, well, it's like, well, if there's any danger of you guys taking the opportunity to leave the prison uh, when, it's, when it's a chance to do it, please feel free. Because <laughs> after a year and a half, I, I wasn't watching you anymore. So yep. if you actually do decide to leave, do it. Yep. I don't know yep. it's the same thing. I hate formulaic stuff. You're spot on. And, and, and that's probably why I wanted to get a little bit away from doing a top 10, top nine, top whatever. Because, mm. you know, it, it also changes with time. You know, I, I remember years ago, I absolutely loved The Natural. And part of the reason I loved that baseball movie was because I watched it with my dad years ago. And so that was the, mm. the connection of that movie. And I've gone back and watched it and I really struggle to watch it from beginning to end. Um, it is a very long movie. Yes, it's a great movie, but I think I've moved past that. Um, you know, and, and that's why at the moment with my viewing, you just brought up a brilliant point about the, um, the behind the scenes because Amazon Prime has entered the scene and they're now doing a whole heap of AFL ones. So I'm not sure if you've seen the adverts for those. Um, but yeah. they, I think they kind of fluked it in a way because – they have actually been filming with Richmond for the last two or three years, just as we've gone good. So it's, it's kind of, I think they've hit the kind of jackpot, but even me as a Richmond supporter, I'm not sure how much more I want to watch behind the scenes with Richmond. Um, yeah. And it, I don't want access all areas to the Brisbane Lions facility. You know what? Guess what? I actually would prefer to not even see inside their dressing room on game day. Yeah. I've become that much around. I mean, I get, I get time working with, um, and I've been in dressing rooms and teams and stuff in, in an actual role, not yeah. as a as a, as an add-on. And I think it's really uh, important that uh, people realise that, that that's a place where I don't, I don't actually think people should be watching what's going on because I think especially in the current nature of how things get misconstrued in the press, as a player, I'd hate to have those things going on around me because you – you know, when is somebody going to be cancelled because of something they said on an Amazon Prime podcast or on, um, you know, the, the NFL network um, one we were just talking about? When, when, do you know what I mean? I can see that day coming. Oh, definitely. There's no doubt in the world it's going to happen to someone. And um, Someone's they're in the dressing room and they're flicking each other on the, on the you know, in the, in the nether regions. With the, and someone's, oh, that's bullying. 
Well, you know that already happened to Richmond last year. They 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 I do. Thing where yeah. they, they, they slap each other on the bum, and they were. Geez, lucky they were in some of our change rooms. The thing was that they were they were they were slapping each other on the um on yeah. the testicles. Yeah. Yep. So lucky they, they were doing some of our change rooms. Because they looked terrible. Because that guy was uh, obviously um, a person who was of African descent, but they were doing it to his first or second game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it was. Um, and look, it's it's if you're going to open it up and want that money in the game, then you're going to you, these things are going to happen. Um, mate, from your perspective, well, just though, that, because I would have said that with that, that was a sign that you were working your way up through from the bottom to the top. Yeah. You know, you, you're in your first game. Okay, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating for anybody to go slapping each other on the testicles, but different things happen in a dressing room and as a culture. But and we want to talk about toxicity and yada yada yada. Now the thing is, I don't really care much for any of those conversations because most of the people who come through that, if you're good enough, you get through. Yeah. If you're not, you don't. Now you walk away, you go, oh well, I was bullied out of there. Well, how about maybe you weren't actually that good on the field? Maybe you didn't fit the team culture. And then people say, what should the team culture be? And people go, blah, blah. But, the, you know, they're going to hold up these shows and they're going to say, well, that's the way, you know, are they going to say that's the way a team culture should not be? Like last year with Richmond, you come out of it, the coach has an affair, picks up a new missus who's within the club. Like, um, is that something that's worthy of a, a, a deep dive within the TV show, the formation of that relationship? I don't yeah. know. I don't no, care. No, do I. No. But it's out there. So it's it's going to be interesting to see where they go because it does look like... I, I was actually quite surprised that AFL took so long. Um, you know, in the 80s and early 90s, they had some of those kind of shows. They had one with the Western Bulldogs that was Footscray yeah. and yep. the Year of the Dog. And, and it looked like... So they had this successful formula and they went away from it and went, you know, 30 years it took them to get back into it. And it's just really weird timing that AFL and, and sports like that decided, you know, to get back into it now. That's um, because they just fell in the lead, basically, off hard knocks. Yeah. And, yeah. and that was successful. And a lot of stuff from the, um, the NFL films. Now, I'm going to say, like, one of my absolute favourite shows for a long, long time has been A Football Life. Yeah. But, you know, with everything, they get to the end of the good material. And you go, okay, now we're really pushing to get an interesting story here because not everybody's journey through football in any sport is actually that interesting. No. And so if you keep rolling out the same type of stories, like, okay, this kid come through from Virginia and did this and that and his dad left him and blah, you know know what, guess what? I mean, at some point I don't longer care um, unless you've got a different angle, a different take on this. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. So I suppose if we can come back to something, some movies that you still, you know, TV's turned on or someone's there and you hear a movie in the background, what are some of the movies right now that you would still go to whether you watch 20 minutes of it or the whole movie? There's got to be some movies there, John, that you you, you could go to any day of the week. Any given Sunday. I love it. 100%. I- 100% everything about it. Ah, you haven't heard our um. You haven't heard. You wouldn't have heard the intro yet. The intro may uh, interest you to this episode tonight, mate. I might have a bit of a snippet from that movie in the intro. Is it a, so, the game of inches. I, I didn't put the whole lot in, 
But yes, that certainly gets a run in our introduction because I just um, that's one of the greatest speeches in any any movie I've ever seen. You know, I've used that in different capacities at school, and it wasn't anything to do with sport. It was to do with like you know um, just a general resilience for young people. Yeah, and to me, it really is all about that, and it's a wonderful movie. Everything about it is great. I love some of the stuff that gets panned. You know, I'm like, I love the scenes. It's so dirty and dark when they're playing against each other. Oh, people yeah. scream in the locker room. You know, like real locker room scenes. Sounds like it. I love the bit where I love the bits where Willie Beeman, when he's you know he's not quite with it yet, and he's not um, on the speed of the game. I, we've all been in that situation. You know, I remember going from a young junior to a senior at the age of 15 playing against men and everything was faster. And that I, I, I've never known a film that put me in that same spot, but any given yeah. Sunday did. Because I remember, you know, I thought I was just like going to be this champion footballer and playing against the men, everything felt faster and everything was a flash and a blur. And the more I played, that slowed down. And I've never seen any other movie do that than any given Sunday for me. That's right. And some of the great um, people in, involved in it, like Lawrence Taylor and Jim Brown, and of course, Al Pacino's performance, Cameron Diaz. And I'm just, you know what, I've done no research for tonight, but I'm just remembering what I think is one of my, I, I think when we did our top 10, I put it number one. Absolutely love that movie. It's brilliant. Uh, look, and another one for me being the geek I am in terms of the, you know, metrics and stuff that some people love and some people hate. I, I'm really interested in it. I cannot stop watching Moneyball. I reckon I've watched it. I honestly reckon I've watched it over 100 times. I don't yeah, know what good. it is. 100 it's times is a lot. I could be exaggerating, but I don't think I am. <laughs> because I we were, talk, we were talking about bits and pieces, though. You know, yeah. it'll be sitting on or something, and I'll just chuck it on for 15 minutes. And um, I just love it. I love the fact that uh, someone had the, the balls and the vision and the necessity to go, I'm going to do something different. And I know it just I know it wasn't just um, the manager, I know it was a whole heap of other people in, involved, but I love that. I love you know kind of sticking it to other people and saying, no, I am going to do it my way. And it's a fun movie, great movie. it's um and it's you know, I think there's a lot of truth in it. We follow a team that's not that's not fully coined up um, in any sport, but it's you know the term moneyball has now become just a byword for stingy ownership. Yeah, that's actually. We won't say anything about certain teams, but um, um, what about a recent one, mate, that you've you've kind of watched and you may not return to it all the time, but it really grabbed you and kind of surprised you. Is there any? I know you, you know, sports wise, I, yeah. I, I, um, I'm trying to remember what it was called. The um, there was the one about um, the uh, the Russian doctor who was, uh, you know, in charge of the doping. Um, oh, what was it? What was yeah, that? It's like movie. A good movie, and I've seen it. I've gone back to that a couple of times and watched snippets of it, and it's pretty good. But see, in my mind, the album "Is This It" by The Strokes is still a recent album because I'm kind of stuck back with lots of that stuff. I I don't go searching for movies. Oh, the yeah. I, I, is recent-ish. Yep, I like that. Um, you know, I, I'm very much. Uh, I've been on a deep dive for uh, documentaries and not the inside document. I, I like the story of a season as it's played out on telly. Yeah. So a successful team at a World Cup or, um, you know, I, I always love those um, World Cup docos when they come on. Uh, they're fantastic. 
you know, and I love the different angles. So sometimes I get frustrated because you say, well, can we go back? And I don't think you gave that enough uh, credit or whatever. And and some parts of World Cups that I've totally missed, like, you know, I must have slept through the World Cup in Japan because <laughs> I, see, I see parts from that and I go, I can't remember. It, it was the only one that's ever been on our time, in our time zone. Yeah. I don't know how I missed it. Mate, I've been um, – I know they're not TV shows per se, but I've been going back to the old um, uh, top 100 goals of Euros and top 50 goals of World Cups and stuff like that. And you, yeah. forget, you forget the pitches these guys were playing. And I, I watched one on uh, Optus today, and it was, the, it was meant to be like the top 100 goals of the Euros, but it wasn't really. But it went through the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s. And you forget, yeah. some, you forget some of the brilliant players – you forget some yep. of the pitches they played on, and it's just such a great. Um, it's not even the goal so much, but what you know, the equipment they played with, and, and knowing the balls that they were using, how hard they were, and you know, waterlog, and they're chipping the keeper, and you just go, mm. wow, you know. Yeah, I, I and I think that's TV where show per I really respect um, our two other hosts when they're over on Pete and uh, and Sean. I look at the two of them as two totally different conversations on football. I see Pete as a as a real savant of the modern game, knows everything that's going on and all the clubs and and the ins and outs and and whether it's women or men and every and all that. Um, I don't know anyone who's got as encyclopedic a knowledge of football between nineteen seventy five and nineteen ninety that what Sean's got. Yeah, it's amazing, and he's just incredible with the. The memories of players, and um, that's why I do. I've always loved um, talking to him about stuff like that, and those great players that you do forget. That's true. I tend to be very much like most people do. I, it's an interesting concept. Uh, all my favourite players from from when I was between probably the age of eight and twenty, yeah. and it's pretty hard to crack that list if you came in since in any sport. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, you know, but- so. Oh, you know, I suppose this show, you know, generally we do our research and everything like that, and I just really wanted to throw you in the deep end today and just talk about that. You know, I could easily go another way with some comedy and say that I can watch Caddyshack over and over and over again because forget the sports so much. Is it actually a sports movie? Yes, golf's involved. But you've got Chevy Chase and Bill Murray and Rodney Dangerfield absolutely in – you could say you could argue their primes, and yeah, to have those is, kind of well, to have those guys together in the one in the one movie, I, I think you could almost get rid of the. I can't even think of the kid's name, the guy who the, the blonde haired kid who's kind of the star of the. You know, you <laughs> could get rid of them and still make it a fantastic movie. Well, but isn't figure like, um, our friend that we we um you know that we farewelled in our previous podcast, Chris Wesley? I'm pretty sure his Twitter avatar was Rodney Dangerfield. It was. So. Yeah. I can just, that's another one, mate. I, you know, I, 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 when I talk about favourites, like we could come out with the list that the internet's got, you know, with Coach Carter and all that. But I've got to be honest with you, I, I don't go back to those kind of movies. Um, I'm a bit old school with, and I've brought it up before on podcast. I love Hoosiers because it was Gene Hackman, it's a movie that I saw with my dad. So I keep having that theme of the movies I saw with my dad. And it is yeah. one that 
I don't know many Aussies who talk about that movie anymore, but it's one I can return to. Same as Slapshot, which I, I know I bring up all the time, but it just makes me laugh. And in a pretty tough time for everyone, why not laugh? He's very formulaic, but I, I really, um, when it came out, I watched it a few times and had a couple of giggles at um, The Waterboy. That's Adam Sandler playing the same character in just about a 10 different types of way, but um, that's pretty funny. And and there's something all of us, no, well, not all of us, but most of us could identify with, with being that last person on the field and just going out there and just, Kick it, kick an ass. Be awesome. How good would that be? Well, I I think we must be on a, an unbelievably similar uh, wavelength at the moment because our actual cover photo for tonight's episode is the water, the water boys. I'm not joking. I, I saw her on uh, Marketplace the other night when I was trolling through looking for you know any potential old jerseys that I might be able to buy. You know, um, and. There was the one, um, what's his name, Boucher. I saw it. I was like, my God, Bobby there's a water, boy, a water boy jersey. It's orange and it's got Boucher on the back. I, I hope you bought it. I can't spend my money on everything, I see, man. <laughs> that's true. You've got enough jerseys hanging up in your garage. Mm. But don't you think that's unbelievable that our opening, um, kind of my little monologue at the start, has... Um, basically that scene we talked about from any given Sunday and the photo I've put up as our kind of avatar for this episode is Bobby Boucher from the water. Well, but you know, why not? Like, I mean, people uh, right now, but I literally been to school all day, uh, coached a 15 aside rugby team from the school and then had to quickly pick up my wife, come home, cook dinner and walk in the garage. I've done no research for this. We have not spoken, got nothing. So... No. It's it is exactly what it is, and that's good, man. I well, we both like them. I'm going to go to the obvious, and I love Rocky. I can watch any version of Rocky anytime, any place. It never gets old to me. And, 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 and so many people say that, but I, I literally have struggled a bit. I went back to the original, and the original is is just unbelievable, and the story to even get it off the ground. Sylvester Stallone getting rejected by everyone, writing the script, starring. Um, shooting scenes in, in his local suburbs. It, even the story behind that is unbelievable, isn't it? Like, of how he even got that off the ground. It is. And as, a, you know, there's, as always, there's a bit of controversy these days with the backstory as to, you know, did anyone get the right amount of money and blah, 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 and yakety, you know what? I don't care. Yep. So I'm just like, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to roll around the floor going, I'm never watching Rocky again because somebody missed out on the casting couch. I don't care. So <laughs> I think um, I think there's magnificence. I've enjoyed all six of them. If I'm right, I'm, am I wrong? Six? Oh, you, are, you, are you also counting the Creed movies? Uh, yeah, I suppose. They're probably outside the Rocky, even though they are part of the Rocky kind of series. I see them as a little bit outside of that. I, I like the first Creed. I didn't really like the second one at all. Oh, yeah. No. Okay. Fair enough. Let's leave them out. Look, well, I just like Rocky itself. I, I love Ivan Drago and I love Mr. T and uh, I like all, you know, all the, you know what? And gee, they're stereotype characters and that's probably bad and all that. But like what did I say before is I really don't care. Um, they're fun to watch. I love all the faces on all of the, um, 
the Russian, you know, support crew when things are going pear-shaped and, uh, oh, love is so funny. It's just great. And you know what? It's real um, time and place. It's like a uh, – it's dated pooling, especially the um, Ivan Drago one. But oh, yeah. it's probably my favourite, especially when they're running around, running around the snow. I will break you. Um, yeah. So the, there's six Rocky movies and there's two Creed movies. So you can either go six or eight, uh, depending on what I'll go to six. Yeah, I'll go to six. I, I agree. No, look, even the Rocky Balboa, the two, I think it was about, I don't know, early 2000s. I, I thought yeah, I that was that. actually pretty good. I, I actually really liked it. That was uh, really I'd good. Self up. I probably dropped out at about Rocky three though, but I, yeah, I did come <laughs> back for Rocky Balboa. Um, if you if you can't get excited about the an idea of a guy picking himself up off the canvas over and over again, and just going one more round and uh, beating all the odds every single time, uh, well, probably not in the sport, are you? Well, and even the fact that um, the ending. Uh, sorry if this is a spoiler, but the movie's forty four, forty five years old. Um, the <laughs> you fact can't, that he does- no. You can't do a spoiler alert for Rocky. <laughs> the fact that he doesn't win uh, in the first movie is is makes it even better in my mind. You yeah, know? I, I just think that's I just think that's amazing. Rocky. Um, one of my favourite things is her voice in the background. Just amazing. Hey, Rock. Rock. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go chase some chickens. Um, mate, there's there's two movies that um for some reason over the years. And I know they're very different and they're based on the same book. One's very low-key, one's probably a little bit over the top. And they are romantic comedies. I've actually really loved both of the Fever Pitch movies. And I know they're romantic comedies, but I just love that idea. Um, did you, have you watched both or just... just no, I have not. Talking about. Okay, so Fever Pitch... Wavelength, so that little connection we had, it's gone. Yeah, we- it's gone because we spoke Rocky and Rocky just destroyed us, mate. He broke us. Uh, so the, he did. The FIFA, the FIFA pitch movies based on uh, based on on a book. The guy who did High Fidelity and everything um, just gone blank on his name. He, was English it cheerleading or something? Sorry, mate. Is it cheerleading or something? No, no, no. So, so um, FIFA pitch is about the um, the story of an Arsenal supporter who's absolutely so obsessed with his uh, with his team that he has no he's a teacher and he has normal relationships but when the footy season starts season starts he's so obsessed it affects his relationships so he finally oh. meets someone he, he really loves but but what happens is towards the end of the movie she falls in love with Arsenal as well and it, it's when they you know it's kind of based on that true season of when they they score a late goal to win their first championship in years and it's the same thing with the fever pitch American version where it's the, uh, a guy who follows uh, the Boston Red Sox in the season that they win their first ever series. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I know they're sappy, but give the fever pitch English version a chance, mate. Give it a watch. I think you might, you might not mind it. It's Colin, uh, Colin Firth is the, the guy who's, who plays the Arsenal supporter in it. So could be Colin Carpenter for all the chances of me going and watch it. All right. <laughs> I think I don't know anything about it, but my my very good friend Paul is going to be um beside himself if he's listening. I should have known that going to Paul. Sorry, man. Well, he'll uh, he'll tell you all about it, mate. Um, so you know we could easily go down the track of oh we are Marshall and who and Coach Carter and and um you know all those kind of movies and they are great. I love when they're on. 
blindside. I can watch. I what I shouldn't do, mate. I don't know about you, is I shouldn't find out the true life stories and the differences because as soon as I do it, wrecks the movies for me. Look, I like blindside. I don't think you know. It's you know what those people are an actual family unit, and uh, you know the movie is great. It's inspired a lot of kids, and yep. I think it's fine. It's a pretty good movie, and. It's nice what happens when people are actually nice to each other, which is something that doesn't happen that much anymore around the planet. Nah, exactly right. Look, so, I mean, really down and out like that, and I pick them up and they come back to my place and they win a Super Bowl, then you know what? Good on us. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I, I think, um, you know, we were, you were talking before about not liking that kind of formulatic kind of behind the scenes stuff, but there is a series that really captured me for a couple of years and it was called QB one. And it oh, used yeah. to follow it. I think it followed each season. It followed three high school quarterbacks as yeah. they make their way to college. And, and I really enjoyed that. But, but I think even towards its third season, it started to do the same thing. It became so formulatic, you know, it, they kind of lost interest <laughs> if a player wasn't. And you and all that. It's like, I've only got with any series like okay, let's go to something that's got nothing to do with sport. But uh, what was seemingly a couple of great historical, um, uh, you know, dramas and in the Vikings. Now I got well into that in the series four, but then I could I just couldn't be bothered to watch anymore. Yep, and because I kind of felt that no matter what the storyline, the characters were the same. The story was kind of doing the same, and I didn't really care anymore. You know what I mean? So a bit like Prison Break, if it runs out of steam, runs out of steam. The best shows ever, like Folly Towers or, well, let's say Porridge or something like that, don't go for that long. It was only two series or one series, and that's it. Makes you makes you love them even more because every every episode is so valuable. Um, yeah, the best movies don't have an eighth part usually. There's no <laughs> follow-up to any given Sunday. I would love to know what happened to the Sharks after, you know, the coach and and the quarterback, you know, left them at the end of that season. Remember the press conference at the end? Yeah. Any given Sunday? Like, I'd love to see the next season. That would have been all over it, but probably by the time they got to the fourth season, you know, when they'd fallen yeah, out we- for each other, well, who cares? Yeah, I've never really liked those colours. I don't think I could go out and buy the uh, Sharks jersey, mate, especially considering the Dolphins. It would have been a rival of theirs down the track. Um, I would have got the LA Knights. I love that. That was awesome. That wasn't. That was di- that was different too. I like that, mate. Um, yeah. In a sim- in in a similar kind of vein, and I'm hoping that they do one more series just to see if it recaptures it. Did you ever watch um, that Last Chance You at all? Yeah, I just said that before. I said I figured that kind yeah. of had the same kind of. Um, you know, blowing itself out with the characters, the similarity of the people and the story and that. And you go, okay, you know what? I, I, I really don't want to watch it. People get moved started, on and sack. I started to get confused with which team I was watching after a while, and that's not a good yeah. thing. So, you know. Yeah, I gave up. I, I did. I think I need one more series, mate. I well, think I need the, one more. These long-winded docos and shows, you have to invest a lot of time. Um, and then a lot of the time, you know, if you listen to podcasts and that, they tell you what happened anyway. And no, exactly right. Okay, yeah, whatever. Look, if you ask me about my favourite TV show, movie, whatever, I can tell you that my biggest entertainment format these days is very much what I listen to through my um, headphones and it's got to do with uh, podcasting. 
Well, it's funny. I, I like a lot of people. I'll use my iPad, um, you know, at night if I'm trying to, if I'm struggling to get to sleep, I'll use the iPad at night, but I'm not watching it. I'll put on kind of like a documentary kind of show, put one of the headphones in, and after a few minutes, I'll turn it off. It'll help me go to sleep. So it's almost like a book. And I always go to documentaries. So whether it's a sporting one or not, uh, they obviously must do something to, to eat, you know, ease my mind or something, mate. But yeah. I, I don't see a lot of movies at the moment, sporting movies in production. I'm not hearing a lot of noise out there. So maybe the kind of theme you've spoken about tonight, maybe we're all just kind of bored of that, you know, that formulatic drama or, you know, the contrived, you know, kind of married at first sight kind of style of sporting stuff at the moment. Or, yeah, or or maybe the movie um, houses are so busy making incredibly boring superhero movies for the one billionth time, making up characters like, you know, you know, Mr. Grassseed and going, he's such an amazing character, What's, or Miss Grassseed or whatever it is. Like, <laughs> and, and trying to convince us that they're somehow saving the world from annihilation. Uh, maybe they're too busy doing that or making um, – Animated movies for to get the kid dollar because I don't see much coming out that makes me want to go. God, I got to go and see that in any in any way, shape, or form. I saw um, the way back um, a few months ago, and it was pretty formulatic again. You know, a drunken former player ends up coaching a team and and all that kind of stuff. But it was fun um, because it hadn't been done for a while. That's um, a Ben Affleck basketball yeah. movie. Yeah, I know you're not a big basketball fan, but it was actually pretty good. You know, if well, you know even if you take the basketball out of it. It was a couple of weeks ago. It came on at about 9.30. I knew I had to go to bed. I had school the next day. Uh, I said to Lou, you go to bed. I'm going to keep watching this because I was really enjoying it. And it was Denzel Washington kicking a lot of ass um, in the equaliser. It had nothing to do with sport, but God, it was a good movie. You know, I've got, had that on a watch list for about two years. Um, so you, you, you've inspired me. I'm going to go and do it. I've just had it sitting there. And I don't know why I haven't watched it. <laughs> oh, well, you'll get a vibe for what's going to happen pretty early. But <laughs> nevertheless, uh, it's a rocking good time and I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. And much like a grade four um, movie review, I would say to everyone out there, I would thoroughly recommend that to you. <laughs> good escape, isn't you reckon? tonight and I don't like to be negative. I'm just finding a lot of that. We, we've talked for quite a while. Believe in being honest, we've talked a lot about the ESPNization of sport full yes. stop and and I don't like that and I don't like the ESPNization of, um, of sports documentaries. Uh, the 30 for 30 was brilliant. They've really taken into that genre really well. Um, however, I think that their whole brand is tied and I think everything about it's tight. Um, let's just go back in time and watch Numero Uno. <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you what, I'm driving the kids a bit strange at the moment. Um, I've, I've got three shows that are kind of on rotation. I can watch about 15 minutes of them and then I have to turn them off. And I'm determined to finish them. It's Boca Juniors Confidential, Forever <laughs> uh, Chape and River uh, Elmas Grande Siempa. Because... They are behind the scenes, but they're doing them very different to what the ESPN kind of style is. They're not the greatest um, quality 
of documentaries, but I do enjoy seeing the the different fans. Um, and, 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 and so I suppose that's why I'm watching in bits and pieces at a time. Um, there's but, true you know, passion. There's just so much passion with those guys. And like, it, you can't help but have a different um, perspective on a documentary or on football in South, in Latin America, because they're nothing like North Americans at all. No. And, and so everything about them is different and it's exciting. And, and I saw those on, uh, on uh, Netflix and they're great. It's a bit like we both agreed that we both loved, well, we all loved Maradona in Mexico. And it's making whole, me sad even thinking about it. Yeah. But the whole vibe of that show, well, you know what? I was pleased that they had a, a you know, a, a visual record. Now and I'm not, I'm saying exactly what I was talking against just before, but Maradona's different. Now, I tell you what, I don't yeah. think he changed one jot for the cameras. So no. he, you know exactly that he was exactly what you're getting. He didn't go and get in the. He didn't go and get his stomach pumped beforehand and get ripped, and sit in a pool like Sean McVay. I mean, he, he, and shows you, you know, your abs and your lats. It's like whatever. Maradona came in fat, waddling, ugly, smoking, uh, bad knees. His head was messed up. Well, no, his heart let out on him and. And it was so good that they did that. And that's that whole difference between Latin America and North America. And I and I pushed up against it for quite a while now because, you know, I've loved American sports, especially American football for a long time. And yeah. everything that they did, I was like, wow, you know, the, the umpiring's great. The This is brilliant. I love the way it's run. I love the shows. I love, I love, um, I love NFL films. I love NFL Network. I like the... The inside the scenes, I like the outside the scenes. I could watch anything. Well, you know what? I'm actually finding myself to be wanting far less of it than I did before. I just want to see some game time. Yeah, I think we all need to get back to actual um, away from re, you know the reality shows and actually back to the reality of watching sport. Yeah, and uh, I think that's the crux of what we've we've kind of come to tonight. Um, one show that did really capture me in the past 12 months was Ted Lasso. Yes, it was formulated. Yes, it was a bit stupid. You, you haven't seen that yet, have you? No, I think we were talking with me, you and Pete, and that came up and I had said, it looks funny. It's fun. It, 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 it's fun. It's nothing groundbreaking. I just now hope, when it finished, I was like, oh, I hope they do another series. Now I'm actually hoping they don't because it was – I'm not giving anything away by saying it was so – kind of lovely and the ending was kind of heartwarming and and I think sometimes less I think you really really caught the essence of it sometimes less is more so I'm hoping actually they don't do another series well I don't know if you can quickly look it up but I'd like to know how many series of the English version of The Office was done compared to the American series of The Office I would say probably only two or three maybe Um, yeah he's not someone who likes to do too much more than that Ricky Gervais did he no, um, but the, the, I don't know. Unbelievable. The, the, the 10 of the – and I kind of – you know, I'm not one of these people like, oh, I don't want the American – I like the American one. But, you know, at some point after – it's like, oh, my God, I can't wait to sit down and watch the new Simpsons. What's, like, what? Like, who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? I couldn't care less. My kids less. are loving it. I couldn't care less if I never saw the Simpsons again. And I don't care whether it's episode one or episode five million. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's South Park and The Simpsons for me. Yeah. Um, I had my gut. I had my gut full, 
And it's funny watching, you know, my kids now love those shows. They, they're watching The Simpsons and South Park and they think it's heaven. Imagine imagine right now never seeing those shows and realising you've got 20 years' worth of material if you are enjoying it. That's pretty darn good. Um, the Office English version had two series, 2001, 2002. And I think that was just perfect. It ran its course. Um, obviously, Rick is your basis now. I've done two series of Afterlife. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I have. I like it. It's good. And I'm hoping that doesn't do too many more because I think it was – I was really sceptical about the second series, but it was bloody great. Um, the American Office had nine seasons. You could argue probably four or five too many. Well, by the end, you could really feel it. And like I say, I quite like the show. Um, and, you know, if it, that's something definitely if it comes on in the evening and it's on telly, I'll, I'll put it on because I like it. Um, 100% and, the and same. And you can always pick it up with the – the different characters and see where they're at. But, you know, it is it is what it is. I think I was just trying to put a bow on that point that we've been talking about, which is I feel like I feel like too much is enough. I'm really, I'm really looking at my favourite show with podcast of any type, which has been for a long time around the NFL, and I've listened to it a couple of times since Chris passed away, and I know I've got a different set of eyes, but I'm wondering if if the guys need to – um think about doing something else because I think they're trying to find something that's never going to be there anymore. Um, I was listening to it today, actually. It might have been um, yesterday or the day before. So, you know, I, I can't keep up with what I'm listening to. Hmm. Um, but it did. And they, they referred to, to Wes so many times, and it's been three weeks, um, which obviously it's all everyone's still mourning. But I do agree with you. I feel like they're almost reaching for – something that, that they may never get again. And, yeah, and I think that's the thing. You know, this might be the whole thing with the TV shows and all the documentary stuff like that. In a 52-week-a-year cycle where they're expected to produce, produce three and four and five hours worth of content every week, the NFL season goes for 17 weeks. And, yeah. and the playoffs go for four weeks. Now, the rest of the time is just fluff. It doesn't matter what way you look at it, and I love the sport. It doesn't matter what way you look at it. It's fluff. And so they're trying to – I think everyone in America is trying to manufacture stories around the NFL space, and and even the most ardent fan will get tired of that. Mate, I'm sorry. Every single day I see what Miami Dolphins should be doing, and, and I do not want to hear another thing about, you know, giving up tons of players and, and tons of picks for Deshaun Watson because it, I know we're talking about movies. You can't sell your whole farm for one cow. So, you know, I'm sick of that story. If I could just please finish, I'm well, over it. You know? Wilson, you know, you've got all this noise going in and maybe, I don't know, we're obviously nearly done, but I want to have my two cents worth on this because we do talk NFL. Is I'm hearing the noises coming from Russell Wilson. I'm hearing the noise come from Deshaun Watson. You know who the only quarterback, and I've heard noises come from Aaron Rodgers, and I've heard noise here and there, okay, of discontent, and I don't have an, I don't have a line, I don't have this, I don't have that. You know the only person who never made those noises was Tom Brady. And you know what Tom Brady did? He never took as much money as those guys got and they're up front of their contract. And everybody never. knows that if you're going to pay the quarterback, the whole farm, then 
he'd better deliver on the day, and which is sadly for me what Aaron hasn't been able to do on the on the biggest of stages, except when he did it once. But you know, back then you could argue it was at the front end of his career. All most half the money's going in his pocket, and then people leave. You know, you're yep. always struggling. I mean, I I think in order, I do think in order that the the, the three best quarterbacks in the NFL are, um, what's his name, Mahomes, followed by Russell Wilson, yep. and then Aaron Rodgers. But everybody knows that Russell Wilson gets flattened all the time because he runs around and around and around. And if you have a look at the way Rodgers is playing under Matt Lafleur. He used to get hit all the time and broke his shoulder and he, and 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 all the rest of it because he'd run around 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 waiting to make a play, hold the ball for ten seconds, and get smashed. You can't blame your offensive line for that. I was about to say you can't, and it's been brought up in a lot of uh, other avenues and podcasts about how long he holds it. And I think he does look for the perfect um, opportunity, and we know in NFL there's not the perfect opportunity. So not me, yeah. you don't have that much time. So I mean, and, and people um, are hating on Pete Carroll. Let me say this: just to just to put a bow on the whole Russell Wilson thing, like if they're saying, "Oh, Pete Carroll, this is a hell back Russell Wilson, all this BS," right? If anything, Russell Wilson cost Pete Carroll his second Super Bowl because he gave him the ball and said, "Throw it," and he got picked off. He should have given it to yeah. Russell because he trusted Russell Wilson. So you're going to live and die of each other. To me, I don't like the way Russell Wilson's carrying on because I think he's been a little bit of a, um, what do you call it, passive-aggressive, oh, look at me, you know, I'm such an amazing guy. But, you know, I'm getting hit. Uh, he's posturing for not this season to go somewhere. He's posturing for the twenty uh, the 2022 season to well, go you somewhere, got to mate, I think. wish for because, you know, where is he going to end up in? How many better coaches are there than Pete Carroll? Not many. And I'm not many. Taken up, mate. Well, mate, I love I, I love talking sport with you. We wanted to deliberately not make this a show that was our top five or top ten. I think we covered a lot of different bases there. Um, I think, you know, next week we might get back to a bit more of a general sport talk as we get closer to the AFL and NRL seasons and so forth starting. We're going to create our own fluff pool. We, 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 we're good at creating our own fluff. Mate, I'm telling you now, I'm, I'm going to uh, Redcliffe Stadium, which is now called Morton something stadium for the A-League. I'm going to go see the Raw take on uh, Sydney FC on Saturday afternoon. And uh, I'm actually really, really looking forward to going to see local sport. If I could just touch on this, mate, I'll give you a thing. Last weekend... I just wanted to go see local sport. I didn't want to go see A-League or anything. I wanted to actually go and see some local football. You know, I couldn't find any anywhere. Um, and I know it's on, but because it's kind of pre-season for AFL and there was no AFLW on and the local football soccer leagues haven't started, I actually could not find any local sport in my area of any kind. Could have gone and seen some club cricket. What suburb have you lived in? Well, it's a, can I tell you... You, you know this. I live up north and I would go see some local cricket, except I worked in cricket in this area. Mm. And I, I won't say exactly where I work. And I can tell you now, I have no passion for the cricket clubs in this area because of their presidents. And I have to be 100% honest with that. I find presidents are in the same job for 15 to 20 years. Yeah. And 
I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to get sued. Well, then don't go to Alan Field and hang out there then. <laughs> We're all going to get wrong. Hey, a shout out to Birdie, who was the uh, Birdie has been basically the the groundsman, the curator, and everything of Alan Border Field. I believe this week is his last week working for Queensland Cricket. So a shout out to Birdie. Hey, hey. He's made some of the most beautiful grounds I've ever seen in my life. They are pieces of art. You can play a test. test um, you can play a test on Alan Border Field, and I think they did, didn't they? Once did they play one of those absolutely. games against like uh, uh, against Zimbabwe or something there? I'm sure something happened. And they've had women's and they've had women's ashes and everything there. Shout out to Birdie and his crew. They are artists and, and you know cricket. Those nice people blokes. who do those grounds and oh the best of blokes. Yeah. Uh anything you want to say in uh finishing up there, mate? No, but shout out to my under fifteens boys today who um had a pretty uh, and, and to to boys from both Miami and Varsity who had a hard fought game. Uh, overcast conditions and a great win, nineteen five by the Miami boys, and both teams did their schools proud. It was a it was a lovely afternoon. I was actually going to ask you about that. Um, so it, the team spirit and everything of both teams was good. It was played in the right spirit. It was hard and tough, and you know it's lovely. I didn't ask you about schools playing rugby union fifteen aside on a proper field with the referee. Scrums, line-outs, uh, games played in the right spirit. Got off, everyone cheers everybody off. Um, they get a they get a photo together at the end of the day. It's called the um, it's um, oh I can't remember the name. Q Super Cup or something. It's called. No, that was the cricket comp. Anyway, it's great and um, and it's it's all sponsored by the the QRU. Um, it, oh. it was a behest left by a person who passed on who sponsors the competition. Um, with oh, that's beautiful. the idea of encouraging 15 years and under boys to play 15-a-side rugby. Um, and initially it was in state schools, but it's now got a couple of private schools joining as well. And it's been fantastic and it's been a pleasure to be involved with it. Everybody has a great time. The boys come on the bus, get off play. And um, it's a classic example of... The quote Kevin Costner in a movie that I did really love, if you build it, they'll come. The guys have got the opportunity to play and the schools are giving them... Builder dreams. And they're playing. And it's fantastic. And, and the fact they get a photo... Uh, the thing you said then, I absolutely love, mate. They, they, the teams get a photo together at the end of the game. Yeah, it's good. But that should be done at, that should be done at a ton of levels. So I actually love that. I've got a few that photos of that around my... <laughs> it's not a, it doesn't, no, it's not. Out. And it's gonna find out. No, but still, it's pretty amazing, though. <laughs> pretty amazing, yeah. mate. We will be back on our podcast next week. Say good day to your lovely wife, um, and to any of your school students who are listening. Keep your noses clean. The next few years can help set up your life and enjoy it as well. Totally, mate. And good luck to you and Mister. Enjoy the footy at the week. Well, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Love Sport Podcast, where we talk about our favourite sporting TV shows and movies. Hope there's a fair few that fire you up or ones that you uh, still love, and some you may not have even heard of before. You can join us on the Love Sport Podcast every week. Get us on Facebook at Love Sport and get us on Twitter at the Love Sport Podcast. You can also get me at Paul underscore football on Twitter and John at Lambic Peach. Send me some links, send me some uh, bits of funniness, a few comments, and we'll get you on the podcast as well. This is the Love Sport Podcast.